Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabriel O'Sullivan, and this is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Good morning, Will. Good morning, Gabe. So we are on episode six of our series called Leading Our Kids Well, and this is going to be our final episode on this series. So if you haven't listened to episodes one through five, we highly recommend that you go back and check those out. And again, just to recap for someone that may be jumping in here that have never heard this show before, what we are doing here is is just what our intro said. We're trying to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to guys that have been on a similar journey of us, which is guys who have been through child loss. And so most of our previous episodes are to that end and offering that encouragement, strength, and hope. And now we're also trying to weave in the second half of our name, which is the Found Fathers, and just uh, helping us to develop as fathers. Uh, that's what our content's about because we hadn't figured this thing out. We're no experts, right? We're, we're still learning just like you guys are learning too. And we want to help pass along any knowledge, not uh, not necessarily knowledge that we have, but but particularly knowledge that God's Word has. That, mm-hmm. that What does the Bible say about parenting? What does the Bible say about fatherhood? And how can we become better dads, better husbands? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are now. So we're mm-hmm. going to get into episode six. Uh, and anything you want to say, Will, before we kind Yeah, of I just always here. like to throw in my, my loving ribbing when you mention if you're jumping in right now. I'm like, why? Are, what kind of monster are you? Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm a guy that I have to like, if I go to a podcast, I like go to the beginning and I listen to it. And like, even if the first 10 episodes are bad quality, I'm like, I need to know the story and the backstory. So yeah, I always, every time Gabe's like, if you're just jumping in, I'm like, what sort of monster is in here? Like, this is the 70th episode. I'm just going to listen to it. Bro. Yeah, 74 episodes. Right? So, so we love you. Crazy. We're glad you're here. If this is the first episode, I'm just kidding. But also not that really. That's true. That's kind, true. kind of not kidding. You're, you're not. But I'm kind of kidding. kidding. Yeah. Well, see, that's like, I listen to Jocko podcast mm. and hashtag Jocko, at Jocko. Mm. I don't know whatever, whatever he I don't is. I don't know whatever yeah. that means. Some guy that has a lot more to, followers than us. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to throw out lingo that sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that I'm I can't I can't. There's like mm. 350 episodes <sighs> I think. So I just have to like yeah scroll through and be like oh this looks mm-hmm. like a cool title. I'm gonna check that out right mm-hmm. now and then. His episodes might be sometimes four hours long. Oh, so yeah. like now I'm listening to committing that for to like this a, for the next like a month, week, yeah. yeah, or something like yeah. that. And uh, that's the reason I don't listen to Joe Rogan because like everybody talks about how Joe Rogan's got the biggest podcast in the world, and I know there's coarse language, and he talks to some whack jobs, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this. So there's like three thousand episodes of Joe Rogan. He's wow. been podcasting since like oh seven or oh six yeah, or something. Before ridiculous. the computer was invented, so, how yeah. did he do that? I don't know. He he invented computers. Him and Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Sorry, kids, if you're too young to understand that joke. And Will's I'm just probably too young to understand that joke. When he says he doesn't listen, he really listens to Joe Rogan. I love If you Joe say Rogan. that, then we get canceled. We get canceled. Like, the whole episode. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Like if Joe, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but like I went listening. back to episode one of Joe Rogan's podcast, and I, it just like I started listening to it, and I probably listened to it for like 45 minutes, and I like some switch in my head was like. I'm basically committing the rest of my life to trying to catch up on these episodes. <laughs> and Joe Rogan, I'm sure you have a good podcast, but like I'm not doing it. That's I'm, why I'm you not just going to go bro, from the beginning. Jump in there. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even know. Joe Rogan's podcasts are like at least an hour long, if not two or more. So it's like that's, that's one or that's like three to six or nine thousand hours of episodes. Like I love you, Joe. I'm sure you have a great podcast. It's a lot better than ours, I'm sure. But um, I can't. 
Sorry, I'm not listening to Joe Rogan's podcast every day until I'm like 90. Man, we're, Sorry, we're Joe. We don't have an intervention for Will right yeah. now. Yeah. Let's let, just scroll through we're the just titles. Cancel. What? Would, you, would you ever wear two different socks? I'd do that, yeah. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> See, so we're all different. You're going to be like, no way. No, <laughs> yeah. I used to have, when I was in school, this is complete tangent. When I was in school, I went to Presbyterian College, go Blue Host. So we were blue and red. And I was that guy, like, I bought a pair. I was wearing, like, Nike basketball shoes, even though I was a 240-pound white dude who could barely jump. I got a blue pair and a red pair, and I would wear one red one and one blue one because it's PC, and I thought I was cool. Probably everyone on campus is like, what is this fat dude doing? Like, how (laughs) stupid is he? But, yeah, I thought it was cool. So That's awesome. I'm very organized in some things in my life and very unorganized in other things in my life. So You you started the thing because, like, my kids now, they've been talking Mm. about the the Rick and Mortys. I'm like, Mm. what are you talking about? It's where you buy – the two Lamello ball shoes. Mm. I think they actually make some with like branded or whatever. Mm. Some cartoon apparently. Mm. Big baller brands. Yeah. So you no, this is Puma brand, okay. not the big ball. So this is mm. the the younger brother. Okay. I don't think the big baller thing worked out too well for Probably the big brother. But so Puma makes Lamellos, and you can buy like this hyper green fluorescent green, this like light it. fluorescent pink. I like it. And then you wear one of each, That's and cool. then you're doing the Rick and Morty thing. But I think okay. they actually do make. Potentially, hmm. I don't know. Somebody can fact check me on this. Not that you're going to, because hmm. it has nothing. Why to does it matter? Fathers. Yeah, we're five minutes in, and yeah, we're both talking about, about nonsense. But yes. I hope you enjoy it. Where you can buy like, like it comes in the box, and one's one color, and one's the other, and then hmm. it's got some of the little cartoon, you know, logos That's on cool. it or whatever. So why would they do that, that bro? Though? I must have. That was in like '09. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna just choose to believe that I'm the one that started that. Yeah. You should. Well, this is like yesterday. I had this conversation <laughs> with a couple people that. It seems to me that we, in a, as a species, would have advanced beyond mm. the simple sign of thumbs up mm-hmm. being the universal sign, at least in the United States, for <laughs> liking something. Mm. But we haven't. Nope. Because apparently that existed prior to Siskel and Ebert. Do you know who Siskel mm. and Ebert are? So no, Roger and Ebert. Yeah, yes. So okay. So his partner okay. in the movie review okay. TV show that they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. So you would watch a TV show where these guys reviewed movies. So this okay. was like, gosh, that sounds terrible. Before Fandango or whatever, and they would talk about all the movies mm-hmm. that they watched, and then okay. they would say, you know, thumbs up. And then if they both liked the movie, two thumbs up. That mm-hmm. meant everybody's gonna go see this movie. So mm-hmm. the the movie advertising would say. Mm-hmm. This movie got a two thumbs up by Mm -hmm. Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, it's on the back of the VHS box, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. And on their on the TV spots and the whole thing, or Mm -hmm. on the radio or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Oh man, I got two thumbs up by Siskel and Ebert. I'm gonna go see Mm -hmm. that." So I'm sure things like Rocky and Goonies and Back Mm -hmm. to the Future, they all would have got that, of course. Things like She Devil, two thumbs down. Mm -hmm. Don't go see that. Roseanne Barr, two thumbs down. So I'm just thinking, like, if they kind of trademarked that and obviously it existed because mm-hmm. it was like before they mm-hmm. were there people knew what it was people yeah. knew what it was but we haven't transitioned past that even to the yeah, point that still got on, like, on the Facebook yeah. it's the like mm-hmm. is the thumbs up and like my buddy our buddy Jason Williamson mm-hmm. thumbs up records mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. the name of his record uh, mm-hmm. resale label so mm-hmm. Shout out to Thumbs Up Records yep. if you like we vinyl. We expect our kickback, Jason. That's right. If you like vinyl records, and you're and you, that's the thing. If you're collecting records, check out Jason. He's got a super cool buy-sell thing. Find it on Facebook and all that stuff. 
I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm like, Jason, have you given and and Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, which you're not, just like Joe Rogan. Him and Joe Rogan are both just listening every time we record a podcast. Probably do. So if if you are listening, Mark is a lizard man, though. Sorry. Sorry, complete derail us. I just think that you should definitely give Siskel and Ebert's Mm. like families a little bit Mm. of love. Mm -hmm. Like, show them some love. Give them some royalties on on your thumbs up thing. Yeah. Because these guys des- designed it, developed it, trademarked it, and then we haven't gone past that. Mm. I don't know what there is. Like I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what there is to be next. I don't know. Like thumbs sideways. I don't know. Like I think pinkies no up. I don't know. No thumbs. I, I think no hands. Mm. This is gonna be some other kind of toes. Gesture. Toes down. I don't know. We need, we're gonna think of mm. it, and we're gonna yeah. be the next. We're gonna trademark it. Yeah. Yes. It sounds so, great. Right, so now I'm that sorry. we're nine minutes into the podcast. Hopefully you haven't lost every listener yeah. after that Well, time Mark Zuckerberg really. probably jumped off after I called him a lizard <laughs> man because he's probably now like trying to find my address and blow me up because I he knows spoke the truth. Yeah, he probably already does. Just like the FBI. I told that story a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah, they know um, my address too. So. Yeah. so as we digress for 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're going to last episode of this series about leading our kids well. And we've been taking like a Bible verse that kind of mm. speaks to some uh, manners and methods and attitudes that we should have about parenting. Mm. And this is going to be the one that we end on. This is James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. So Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Mm. All right, Will, you're gonna you're gonna jump in and tell me mm. how does this apply to our parenting and to being great fathers that lead our kids well? Mm. Did you talk to my parents before you asked me to talk about this one? I do not. Um, yeah, so I was <clears throat> a horrible little kid. I was like the kid, that, and you you kind of mentioned some of your kids. You know, like there's uh, there's like that tough exterior. I had that. Like I just anytime my parents asked me to do something, once I got to be like. I don't know, my mom would probably say, like, all the way up. But once I got to be, like, a teenager, early teenage years, it was just, like, everything that my parents asked me to do, I was just looking for a way not to do it just to spite them, like, just to show them I'm independent I can do that. So, like, that's kind of my background was I was quick to become angry, mm. very slow to listen, and quick to speak. So, like, I was, I was also the kid that, like, I would look for hurtful things to say to my parents when we were, you know, when we were arguing about something, like, yelling at my mom or my dad saying something completely inaccurate but that I thought you know was going to hurt them and I probably did and I've said I'm sorry so you know that is what it is but this is something that I really take to heart because that's my my natural inclination my natural flesh and and my personality I have very little patience for most anything and the lord has you know helped me sanctified me and given me a lot more patience than I had you know even 3 4 5 years ago but this is, it's not just like with your kids, it's a lifestyle, you know, it's, it's something that you have to work with the spirit and pray like every day that he would make you just like it says here, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And it's so hard because we, we live in a world of, you know, quick, 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 fast, fast, fast. Like everything has to be done yesterday. Everyone expects so much of us, you know, our work, our, you know, our, our, relationships every every friend that we have you know it feels like we're um you know we're we're doing something we're always trying to get together 
we're always trying to, oh, like I have this event, you know, I'm planning to do this. Oh, we got to go to church and like we love going to church, but also we have to serve here and serve there. And it's so easy to let that become a task too. Yeah. And so it's so easy to turn your brain off, you know, or like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to be slow. I don't have time to be slow. I'm just going to sp- speak and be angry. You know, like mm. I'm just going to jump out there with what I need, what I feel, what I'm frustrated about and just, you know, like draw my line in the sand because I'm so fed up, you know, this is the point and I'm going no further. And that's such a, such a human thing. I feel like to, um, to just like draw that line in the sand, you know, we don't have control over so much in our lives. So when we think we do, we, we dominate that space. And I think the home is where that people around us suffer the most, you know, that we, Mm -hmm. if we, as men, if we're frustrated, at work, we're frustrated, you know, with all the things we have going on in our lives, you know, debt or, you know, whatever is going on, you know, medical situations, we can take that out on our family so easily because, you know, our, our wife isn't doing something we want her to do or she's not listening to you or, you know, whatever it is. And we can be so quick to just lash out and and attack with our words and the, the point is right there in the verse, you know, why we shouldn't do this because human anger does not produce righteousness that God desires. So there's, there's the whole difference between human anger and God's righteous anger. And we've, we've kind of talked about that in, in other episodes that essentially God is righteous. So when he's angry about something, it's about, it's a holiness issue where God's holiness is being challenged. And when we are, are angry, it's a, you know, it's a pride issue a lot of times that our our hearts, our pride, our image of ourselves mm-hmm. is challenged, and so we want to take that back. And so I'll I'll throw it to you, Gabe. But that I think that's something that I've really struggled with. So this verse means a lot to me. That you know I I have to be intentional about slowing down. You know, my, like I said last episode, my three year old's going through this. Like I don't know if you want to call it a sleep regression or what, where she's like she goes to bed at whatever time and then five minutes later she gets up three minutes later she gets up two seconds later she gets up and it's like an hour process of trying to get her to actually go to bed and it would be so easy just to go in there and be like bonnie get in your daggum bed or else you know but that's not the the way we should parent that we can express our frustration but being quick to listen and saying you know like there's times when she's getting out of bed just because she's being annoying and frustrating but there's times when like she has to go to the bathroom or you know whatever she needs this or that so that's a small silly example but being mindful of why are we reacting this way you know what's going on that we feel like we have to react in anger and you know claim our space whatever it is you know like our pride's been hurt and we want to force ourselves in this situation and i think that's something that we all struggle with to a certain extent but, yeah, and, yeah. I, you know, it says the first thing should be quick to listen. You know, it's so easy mm. as a dad to, for kids, you know, doing something we don't approve of or if they didn't do what we asked them to do, to just immediately, like, you know, respond and speak mm. in probably a not-so-nice tone. Mm-hmm. And but, but do we even know, you know, the whole story? Mm. You know, and, again, I'm not... I'm not saying our kids are in control of the household. I'm just saying that, like, if we've told them to go get on their shoes and get in the car, 
and they don't have on their shoes and they're not in the car, well, and, you know, maybe they didn't put their socks on and they had to go get some socks on to then put mm-hmm. on their shoes. Like, I don't know. That's a dumb example, too. But the point there is that uh, quick to listen. Like, that should be our posture first mm-hmm. because if our posture is just to usurp our will or if mm-hmm. our posture is just to make our voice heard and potentially mm-hmm. in, a, in an angry tone, um, then what are we like what are we doing and what do we show how are we showing mm-hmm. our kids that they should re- react to other mm-hmm. people in their lives mm-hmm. like how are they going to treat their ki- their brothers or sisters how are they going to treat their friends how mm-hmm. are they going to maybe treat their teachers or coaches or mm-hmm. their employees one day or heaven forbid their kids you know one day mm-hmm. i mean in my short parenting life i have apologized you know to my kids a, a million times it seems like mm-hmm. for uh, me having to say, look, I'm really sorry that I reacted so quickly and so mm. and spoke so harshly to you. Like mm-hmm. that was not a good example. Like I apologize for that. I hope that you learn from Daddy's mistake and that mm. you don't treat your kids the way I just treated you. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm. um, because I was not modeling that quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become mm-hmm. angry. Because we got to be thinking like our kids are either going to look back at us one day and be like man, I really want to parent the way that my parents mm-hmm. parented me. <laughs> or they're going to look back and be like, I do not want to parent the way that my parents mm-hmm. parented me. Right, And if they're following the Lord and we've done a good job, right, then we hope that they look mm-hmm. at us and are like, that's the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. If we're not following the Lord and we've done a, uh, a poor job, you know, mm-hmm. then then they're going to look at us the other way. Or mm-hmm. worst case scenario, our kids are not following the Lord, and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to let my kid do whatever they want to do because mm-hmm. my parents didn't let me do whatever I want to do, and that mm-hmm. would be a whole – that's a whole other thing. That's a heart issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to model this quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And it makes me think of that book, um, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by mm-hmm. Stephen Covey. And I think the first one – is that you listen to understand first. Mm. Like the first Mm. habit of a highly effective person is you listen to understand first. Mm. And that's exactly what this is saying, that we're Mm -hmm. quick to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's so easy. Like I I struggle with this now. Like I said, I've always struggled with it. But like in my job now, I'm trying to, you know, prove myself and, you know, and, and kind of climb that ladder and do really well and show my higher ups that I know what I'm doing. But that's what I struggle with is I, I want to, I think I have an idea and I really want to show people like, hey, I know what I'm doing. And this is, you know, this is, Will's come up with this great thought. Yeah. And so I jump in and I'm like, you know, why don't we do it this way? When I'm, when you said that earlier about, you know, successful people listen yeah. to understand, I don't know. Uh, he's not going to be listening to this podcast either, but I don't know if you know David Wise. Uh, he's the president of Harper, where I work. And he's there's a lot of pictures that like they put out for all of our publications. And he's been the president for 15 years, maybe even longer than that, coming close to 20. And in almost every picture of him, this is great for a podcast. If you're listening to us on, on YouTube, you'll see. But he's like got his head down. And he's got like his thinking face on, and he's like it's you know he's the leader of our company, and you, part of you would think like he needs to be like standing at a podium, you know, like pointing like this is what we're gonna do, or he's gonna speak and you know demonstrate yeah. like this is what we're doing. But almost every picture that you have of him in our company photos is like he's someone's talking to him, and he's got a notepad, and he's just like sitting there, 
patiently listening to what they're saying. And that's the image I had when you, when you mentioned that it's like, I'm sure that goes a long way in him being successful, that he's taking the time to absorb the, the wisdom around him. And even if it's me telling him something and there's not a whole lot of wisdom to it, like he takes the time to listen and maybe there's, I say a hundred words and like two of them were good and the rest of them were stupid, but mm-hmm. he can listen, be patient enough to hear that and then teach me or correct me or, you know, whatever, like provide guidance and make a decision. And I feel like we should be leading our families that way and being able to come in, like you said, not that our kids run the house and we like, yeah. all right, what do you want to eat tonight? Oh, I want to eat, you know, right. corn dogs and and a bunch of pizza and french fries and ice cream and like all these things and cotton candy and i'm like okay well there's a lot of wisdom in what you say so i'm just gonna let you eat all that no like you can ask your kids like you know what do you want to do today what do you you know it's a saturday what do you what do you all want to do you know how do you feel about joining this sport or joining that sport you know like what do you feel about some of these family decisions and that doesn't mean we have to do anything with what they say but one you know just including them and letting them know that we care what they think and that they have opinions and that their opinions matter i think will go a long way and two it's a practice for us that you know like i I mentioned i was such a terror when i was a teenager and if if i to counteract that and and continuing those attitudes as i let my kids grow if i'm like modeling a behavior of I'm trying to listen to my kids as as Bonnie is three and then five and eight and 12. Hopefully we can have this relationship where even though she's going to go through puberty like every other kid and, you know, and go off the deep end like we all do, having the the relationship of like, let me listen to you. Even if you're saying the dumbest, most, you know, 12-year-old girl thing right now, I'll listen mm-hmm. and like I said, with me and my boss, a hundred words she says, two of them might be valid and the rest of them are not. But demonstrating that I, I care about her, I care about her thoughts, I want to hear her, and I want to respond, like you said, in a way that shows I understand her thoughts yeah. and not just coming in the opposite of this verse as slow to speak and slow to become angry, and I'm just coming in the room and I don't even listen to her, I just jump on her right there and just you know i can't believe you did this your mom said you did that today at school blah 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 and Mm -hmm. so i think there's there's a lot of facets to this like at work and everything else but i I think how we model this at home to what you said a minute ago you know can have huge effects on who our kids are in the world and you know their relationship with the lord and you know their relationship with their their co-workers and their bosses and their spouse one day and, and their kids and everything so and, you know, I think it's interesting that slow to speak and slow to become angry are right there together mm. because we've probably all recognized in ourselves that if we start jumping down somebody's throat with our words, then it's almost like that's this negative reinforcement loop that the more we speak or the quicker that we speak, then the angrier that we can become because mm. we're just like, I'm going to just keep going, yeah. right? It builds mm-hmm. up. It just keeps going like a volcano, right? And so if instead we keep our mouth shut and we listen and we process and we even think about what are we going to say mm. next instead of just like, I'm going to yell at my kid or whatever, like mm. how should I speak to them 
in a way that will communicate mm-hmm. the intensity of my feeling about the subject matter, mm-hmm. but in a way that is not showing or expressing some type of human anger emotion, mm-hmm. um, then we're not going to get angry because we're going to be thinking rationally. We'll be thinking logically instead of thinking like, a, you know, like a lizard or a primate mm-hmm. or whatever that's just like, yeah. you know. Just respond, food, respond, eat. respond. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's super, super interesting. And I mm-hmm. think God just kind of, you know, revealed that to me. Like, keep your mouth shut. And then don't let your anger, you know, build up and overflow like a volcano. Mm-hmm. And it says because the next, you know, verse there, 20 says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So, again, what we're not saying here is we're not saying that we should never be angry because that's not what the verse is saying. There's a difference between this human anger, like you said, Will, that is based on pride or is based on unrealistic expectation Mm -hmm. that we can have developed that has nothing to do with godly anger Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with righteousness and that's not the type of life that we want to exhibit Mm -hmm. right we want to exhibit a life that if we're angry about something it's something that's worth being angry about because Mm -hmm. it's something that's not lining up with god's word or scripture it's not edifying for the body it's Mm -hmm. not helpful for your family or for your child's present or future Mm -hmm. and we want to take that anger and then apply it appropriately in a way that's calm and directed Mm -hmm. and kind and gentle and as we said in last episode helps to build up those kids so that it benefits them instead of tears Mm -hmm. them down or demeans them or makes them scared, Mm -hmm. you know, in some kind of way of us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I mean, I know everyone probably knows someone this way that, like, their dad was very demanding, very, like, you know, comes home. He's worked hard all day, like, and you should give him credit. Like, he worked hard. He's providing for his family. Like, he's doing the right things there. But he comes home, and it's like a no-fly zone. Like, you don't mess with dad. Mm. You know, like, dad comes home. He eats, takes a shower, and he sits in his chair, watches TV, you know, or whatever he's doing, and you don't mess with dad. Because if you mess with dad, you know, if you ask him for help with the homework, you you inconvenience him. You're being too loud in the house. You know, like all it's going to be like hell to pay. Like it's, he's going to yell and scream and he's going to take your toy. He's going to turn off your game. He's going to, you know, like you can't watch the show. You got to go to bed now. Like everyone knows, or at least I know several people that their dad was like that. Mm. And it, I guess there's several different reactions, but some of the people that I've seen, it creates like kids that are so submissive and so like beaten down that they don't, it, it really goes as far as to like it messes with their uh, their hopes and dreams for their lives. Like yeah. it's like okay, well, if I if I step out of the box here or I ask for this or I plan to do that and it's not part of Dad's plan, like I'm just gonna get wrecked for it. Yeah. And so it has so many far-reaching consequences besides like, and, and I'm I'm saying i'm not perfect about this you know there's times where like i'm just exhausted and i want to sit down and watch something and my daughter's three and she wants to play and i'm just like gosh it'd be great if you just go watch a show you know she's into bluey now i don't know if your kids might be too old to have watched bluey yeah, yeah. but it's like a little little dog cartoon know, it's actually pretty it, good but yeah but it's actually pretty good um as far as all the kids shows go but um there's times when i'm just like all right i just need a few minutes so like I'm going to give her an iPad and let her watch Bluey. They're nine-minute episodes, so it's not too bad. So let her watch that for nine minutes or 20 minutes. 
And so I know I'm, I am failing there because I should take more time and, and be with her and play with her when she wants to play and take advantage of this time while she's young and wants to, you know, have fun with me. But there's the other side of like, okay, every time she asks something that inconveniences me, I'm just going to come down hard on her. Like at some point she's going to stop wanting to play, you know, right. she's, she's yeah. going to see dad as this off limits. Like I'm never going to come to him if I have problems. He's not going to you know, comfort me. Like all these verses we've read, he's not going to be humble. He's not going to be gentle. He doesn't bear with me. He doesn't encourage me. He just, you know, says whatever he says to get me to leave him alone and he can have, you know, his own time. And so I hope most of you aren't in that path and I hope you didn't have a father like that. But I know that's a reality for a lot of people and that's the extreme we want to avoid mm-hmm. of, you know, I come home, I worked hard, my kids can leave me alone kind of thing. You know, taking the the time to be quick to listen to your kids and to their issues, their pains, their frustrations, you know, whether you think they're silly or not, and play with them, you know, interact with them. And when there is an an issue that needs to be dealt with, like you said, Gabe, you know, take the time to listen, understand everything from their perspective and, you know, whatever you think the truth perspective is, and then wisely and carefully speak and yeah. If you need to be angry because your kids made a really bad decision, like, that's fine. Like there's a righteous anger of protecting your kids from, you know, Bonnie's three and she likes to climb up on things and jump off. So like there's it's right for me and Hannah to look at her and be like, Hey, you're standing on the counter. You're barely yeah. three feet tall and you're standing four feet up. You shouldn't jump, you know. Like but then there's <laughs> you ask me to play and I'm tired, I'm gonna yell at you. Like there's there's two different types of anger there, like we've said. So yes. um just try to dwell on this verse and I, I think you can you can speak to this too if you want, Gabe. But the how of this it sounds good, but the how you get to this place, like we said, is it's not. I'm gonna just decide today to be this way. It's a very slow, intentional, um, prayerful yeah. walk through verses like this, and you know, understanding your relationship with the Lord. You know how He's been patient with you, and again, He didn't strike you down the first time that you made a mistake, mm-hmm. but. He gave you patience, gave you grace, forget, forgave you all the times you've made as many mistakes as you did. And I know if you're like me, you probably made a whole lot more mistakes than your kids have made so far. And so having that understanding of the Lord has been this way to me and Holy Spirit, I need you to help me be more like you in this mm-hmm. and, and show this love to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Love it, man. And, you know, how do we do that? We, we, we get in God's Word, right? We spend time in His Word, and we spend time in prayer, allowing Him to speak to us and us, you know, laying our concerns before Him as well. So if you're not doing that, guys, we really encourage you to do that. It's, again, spending time with God daily helps develop us into more godly men who are having the characteristics of him instead of our sinful nature, Mm -hmm. which wars against our spiritual nature. And so if you've never done that, you know, we encourage you to start in the book of John. Just take, you know, take a section, you know, take take a chapter, uh, five verses. We'll start somewhere Mm -hmm. and just, you know, read it, think about it, write some small reflection about it in a little, you know, Mm -hmm. notebook that you might have on notes on your phone where you're 
trying to process and wrestle with what's this verse saying mm-hmm. in general, like what's it saying, and then what's it saying to you, right? Mm-hmm. So like what's the personal application to that? And then, you know, maybe writing a little prayer, asking God to help you mm-hmm. uh, with that. If you want something a little more meaty, you know, I would recommend um, DJ's, our, our pastor DJ, he's, he's written a really great resource called 40, mm-hmm. the number 40. Uh, it's a great devotion book. 40 weeks, that's what it's called, 40 of devotions kind of taking us through Scripture and and uh, good stuff in there too. But uh, if you're not down for devotion books yet, at least get in God's Word. Allow mm-hmm. Him to speak to you because it is it is wonderful. It's living. It's active. It, every time I read it, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to either be spoken to in a different manner by that verse, even if I've read it a hundred times, or it's going to remind me of, oh, this is what you forgot about mm-hmm. how you're to interact with me, you know, coming from God or how you're supposed to live your life. And so, you know, we really, we really recommend that. Anything else, Will, to close up this series, man? So, all right. So, yeah, check out verses, I mean, verses, episodes, you know, one through five, if you haven't already for this, this series, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new series or at least a new episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We appreciate you joining us today. And make sure that you follow us on the, the social medias on the web internet, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can check out my books. That will be done. Or uh, also, Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. Both of those are available online wherever you get books, most likely. So again, thank you for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.